finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Getting more bizarre. Our president, uh, the commander-in-chief, made a uh, speech, a 20-minute speech outside a uh, or near a homeless encampment in uh, Washington, D.C., and uh, ignored all of the concerns of the voters and talked about right-wing violence and threats to democracy. Very strange. He ignored the top 10 concerns of voters um, six days before the election. I don't know if... uh, how many Democrats are feeling uh, feeling good about this about this speech as they head down the home stretch? We have some of the highlights and lowlights. Um, Liz Warren went on Stephen Colbert and talked about her dog. You can always count on Colbert to ask the tough questions. John Kerry, the man, just can't stop giving. All he does is give, give, give. He will be flying commercial to one of these uh, climate change boondoggles in. Uh, in the Middle East, um, Don Bolduck, right about the time that uh, Joe Biden was talking about threats to democracy and political violence from his uh, from his enemies, Bolduck was being attacked outside the uh, place that he was uh, holding. They were holding the final debate up in New Hampshire and Bolduck uh, didn't get hit or anything, but he kicked ass in the debate. He's now leading in the polls. Ironhead doesn't know who he is, but he's hopefully going to be his uh, senator next Tuesday. Although, as Biden warned, it's going to take a long time to count the votes. Days, weeks, months. Get ready. It's going to take a long time to find the votes. Uh, Dwayne Wade's ex-wife is accusing him of exploiting their transgender child. NBC has come up with a new reason that we shouldn't be checking IDs at the uh, voting booth. It, it, hit, it hurts the trans community the most. And, of course, we have our NFL picks with Montante. Uh, Ironhead's on a roll. He went 500 last week. He is back. We'll get into that and lots more on today's Callahan Show brought to you by MyPillow. Today's show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. It's that time of year. It's time to start thinking about the holidays, thinking about Christmas, and this is how you make it easy. You go to MyPillow.com. You can get the standard MyPillow, normally $69.98 for only $19.98. With code word Jerry, MyPillow is made in the USA. It comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on, and it makes a great Christmas gift. Get it now and support this show and strike back against cancel culture. MyPillow isn't available in big box stores, and you know why, but you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. Not only can you get the pillows, you can get the Giza sheets, buy one, 
Get one free half off of slippers. They have the greatest slippers in the world. Six piece towel set, regular $109.99, just $39.99 with code word Jerry. Over 150 products at mypillow.com. Check it out. It really makes Christmas shopping easy. Just go to mypillow.com and use promo code Jerry. And I thought the whole purpose of a president coming out and uh, making a speech a few days before the election was to help his side, to bolster, to to boost his side. Uh, If that was the goal, it was a big fail, an absolute uh, bomb of a speech, but that's what you get from Joe Biden. This was strange. It wasn't quite as, uh, as bizarre as the speech in Philadelphia two months to the day before that, when he uh, stood before the red background and the, and the Marines, the shrouded Marines and, 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 and pounded the desk and screamed about threats to democracy, but it was close. I, before we get into this, before we play, some of the sound and ask some of the questions about this strange speech that our senile commander in chief gave yesterday. I have to ask the question that I have been asking for months and months and and I'll keep asking. I honestly, I feel like I pay pretty close attention to this and I really genuinely don't understand what is a threat to democracy? What are they talking about? What does it mean that we could lose our democracy? I understand it's a talking point. I assume it was focus group tested, poll tested, and they decided to run with this months and months ago. And and with the help of their allies in the mainstream media, the Democrats have advanced this narrative that you're not allowed to ask questions about the legitimacy of any election. If you do, you're a threat to democracy. Fine. I understand there was lots of uh, suspicious activity in the 2020 election. We know that it was not the most secure in history. That is a lie. It couldn't be. It's the first time we had all these, you know, COVID measures with drop boxes and mail-in balloting and everything else. There's, there, there was lots of questions you're not allowed to ask or you're uh, a threat to democracy, but I need somebody to explain to me. Maybe somebody in the comment line can help me. Maybe you can help me, uh, Ironhead. Um, the, the president sure didn't explain it. And no Democrat, no media, uh, again, I repeat myself, no Democrat, no member of the mainstream media. They keep doing their job, doing, doing what Biden wants them to, and repeating this over and over and over again. When is someone going to explain to me, I know I'm not that bright, I need help. What does that mean? What does it mean that a that a candidate, whether it's I don't know Don Bulldog or or Kerry Lake or, or or you know J.D. Vance, is a threat to democracy? What does it mean? What do they mean when they say we could lose our democracy? I have I've, every time they say it, every time I hear it, I could I feel like grabbing them and saying. Okay, I, I got it. You think you think our, we're in threat? We think we may lose our democracy if someone says, you know, that mail-in balloting without a signature is a little suspicious. That's a, that's a threat to democracy. Okay, what happens next? Can someone please fill that blank in for me? What happens next when somebody when we lose our democracy? What will we have? I understand Democrats uh, claim that voting like voting for, for Don Bolduck in New Hampshire is a threat to democracy. But if we vote for him and he wins, 
How do we lose our democracy? What will take its place? Will it be a, will we have fascism? Okay, right. What will that look like? Will we have a dictatorship? Will we have a monarchy? What will we have communism? What will the system under which we live look like if we lose our democracy? I I know it's a, a definite possibility because Hillary Clinton told me it was, and, and, and Mika Brzezinski and Joe Scarborough, they told me we could lose our democracy. I read it in the Boston Globe. We could lose it. All right, folks, help me, help me, help me, help me. What takes its place? What, if we don't have a thriving democracy, which is actually not what we have, if we don't have a constitutional republic, what then? What do we have? If, if Ironhead goes to the polls and votes for Don Bolduck, what happens next? What's the next shoe to fall? That suddenly we no longer have elections? We no longer have uh, elected representatives? What are they talking about? What was Joe Biden babbling about last night? I, I need, do we get any answers here? I think uh, I think what it means is that the government's going to make less money because right now, for some reason, the Republican Party is like the the hippie left of the 60s for the people and all that. So if they, there's going to be less wars if the Republicans are in office right now. Yeah, right. We don't, we don't yeah, we could have closed borders. We could have a fewer foreign endless foreign wars. But every time I, I, I tweet about this or talk about this, they, 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 the people respond and they go nuts. And they say, ah, we're going to lose our, our democracy. Election deniers. Here's what he said last night. And, and we'll get um, there are 300 election deniers on the ballot. Who's denying an election? Everybody admits there was an election. No one denies there was an election. Okay. Some people have questions about what went on in Philadelphia. What went on in Milwaukee? They, in, in Atlanta, they ask questions just like they did in 2016 when Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and Karine Jean-Pierre denied the election just like they did in 2000 and 2000 and, 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 uh, and 2004 and 2016. It happens every election cycle. Democrats obviously scream about stolen elections more than d- Republicans. Stacey Abrams has done it like every single day for the last two years. Hillary Clinton, two weeks ago, said the Republicans are planning to steal, she said, literally steal the 2024 election. Okay, so she's an election denier, so we can't vote for her or we lose our democracy. I think I got it now. It's just, this was so strange and and it fell so flat. Joe Biden is incapable of doing a uplifting, optimistic uh, speech. He can't do it. I assume most Democrats, the people who are fighting for their lives, are Maggie Hassan and and uh, Tim Ryan and you know, Katie Hobbs and Mark Kelly. I assume they cringed at the thought of Joe Biden going out there to shore up the base. He he goes out there. He's a bitter, cranky, confused old man. He can't do this 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 kind of thing. He turns eighty in a couple of weeks, and he is an old and an old incoherent eighty. Uh, I'm not sure where we begin, but he, it, it felt like it was like, uh, I don't know, you're, you're watching some washed up old uh, rock guy. You're watching Don McLean come out and sing American Pie. It's like, OK, we understand you're trying to play the hits. You know, it's like you're watching the, uh, you know, the, the surviving members of, of Foghat make a tour, do a tour and sing Slow Ride, you know, for like an hour. It's like, oh, we've heard this a thousand times. He starts talking about January 6th, which I, uh, I'll i check the calendar, but I believe was 
two, almost two years ago. That was before he took office. Enough people, every single poll shows people are done with January 6th. They don't care. The January 6th hearings did nothing, did not move the needle, did not resonate with the people at all. And yet this old fool feels like he should go out there and talk about it on uh, in the in the final days of this election cycle to 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 help his side i don't i don't even understand and he rails against political violence and ties in and he and he spent the speech was 20 minutes long he spent half of it talking about a homeless drifter nudist drug addled hippie attacking paul pelosi as if that's political violence. This guy's just a totally deranged whack job. There's plenty of political violence if he really wanted to talk about it. You know, there's the, the Marco Rubio volunteer who had his face smashed into the pavement and needs reconstructive surgery because he was wearing a Rubio t-shirt in South Florida. There's the kid, Kaylor Ellingson, who got run over, killed the 18-year-old in North Dakota because uh, he was a Republican. There's over 70 Examples of price pregnancy crisis centers and churches being firebombed and vandalized. There's Steve Scalise, there's Rand Paul, there's all kinds of political violence, most of it from your side, Joe Biden. And as you were speaking, General Don Bolduck was, as he was entering the, the arena to debate Maggie Hassan, some lunatic lunged at him and attempted to, 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 to assault him. There's, uh, if you want to read about it, you want the, the, the truth, um, go to uh, Turtle Boy. Turtle Boy has all he has. He has all the details. He has video. It's not clear what happens on the video, but they did arrest the guy, a guy that Turtle Boy knows well and has blogged about many times. So there you go. There was another attempt at political violence. It's almost all from. He, he actually said um, uh, that uh, he, he said there's no place for political violence. You know, rioting looting, whatever. That's all from, from your side, except for one day, one day, there was one day where it came from the Trump, Trump crowd. There was almost 600 times when there was rioting and violence from Joe Biden's side. And somehow this is a winning message to talk about political violence. I think the whole point of the speech, and we have some of the the whole point was to get you ready for a long slog of of, uh, of of questionable tactics on election day. He actually said, we won't know the results. Uh, I, I know you have the sound, but he says, we won't know the winner for a few days until after a few days after the election. So every other civilized country can count the votes in a day. We used to be able to do that. Now he's telling you it's going to take days. He's preparing you for the hijinks to come and he's warning you, you cannot question it. You must just sit and wait and accept the results as his, his, his guys, his people take days to count, I mean, to find the votes. That's what this was all about. Get ready for some, some, some questionable things to happen and be warned, you cannot question those questionable things. That's what this was all about. But again, he, he's making a speech in front of the flags in D.C. and right uh, inside a, a building that's now a homeless encampment. And he doesn't smile once. He doesn't even attempt 
at some kind of humor or joke or lighten the mood or, or, or make people feel good. There's never been a president who does less to make people feel good about the country. There's never been a president who's more dour and down on this country. That's his, 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 his entire demeanor is about just misery and, 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 and depression, you know, literally. He's just, oh, oh, oh. I'm, I'm looking at a video of right now, just angry. And of course, he is incapable of reading a teleprompter for, without a gaffe for more than, you know, 30 seconds. So, all right, we'll get to some of this. Do we have uh, my favorite cut talking about the uh, thirst for power? I mean, it, this is this is crazy stuff. This is, again has nothing to do with the election. It is talking about January 6th and Paul Pelosi. And they, they did a chart, I, I'm pretty sure it was Fox News, where they listed the top 10 voter concerns. Top 10. He mentioned one of them once, inflation. That's number one, in passing. He ignored all the others. He did a speech six days before the election and didn't mention nine of the top 10 Voter concerns. They don't care about January 6th. He didn't mention the southern border. He didn't mention crime in the streets. He didn't mention the economy. Uh, it, it, it's inc- This was, it, obviously he's tone deaf, but it's not his call. Obviously he's just being led around by, this, by, you know, by, his, by the arm. Who thought this? Was, I, I feel like I ask this every time he speaks. Who in the Biden administration thought this was a good idea? That person should be fired, you know, he or she won't be, but because they love this stuff. It's all about uh, 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 demonizing your your political enemy, labeling them fascists and, and threats to democracy, and he does it over and over and over again. It doesn't work. It's not going to move the needle. It's not going to win him one seat, but he keeps on doing it. Let's uh, let's listen to some of the... Uh, of this dour, depressing speech from this dour, depressing old man. What do we got, Ironhead? Here's your thirst for power clip that you like. Oh, good. Let's listen. Uh, <laughs> that's how I tease. <laughs> Let's listen to the, him stumble over one of these lines. He stumbled over a, a lot of lines. What was uh, <laughs> What was it the uh, at the battle box? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the battle <laughs> box. About, Going to the ballot box, uh, the battle box, which I guess in his mind, that's what it is. But go ahead. Let's listen. We, the people, must decide whether the rule of law will prevail, whether we will allow the dark forces to thirst, that thirst for power, put ahead of the principles that we've long guided us. What, 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 what? I mean, that's supposed to be a powerful line. Obviously, it's bullshit. The dark force, there's no darker force in America today than that man. That is a dark force. And he's, and he, he's trying to read the third, the fluff for power. You're going, if you're going to make that speech, that plea to the voters, it's got to be powerful, confident. And he just rambles and it's just, ah, ah. I mean, he feel he, that man should be outside the building under one of those, in one of those tents, you know, talking to the, uh, you know, talking to the clouds, uh, begging for, for, for quarters from passersby. That's, that, that's more, pro- instead he's running the free world. But anyway, this is, this is uh, when he's looking at the, uh, I, I should, I should be thrilled. I should be thrilled. This is the last second plea from the leader of the Democrat party 
to get out and vote for him. And the rationale is January 6th. How pathetic is that? This is ahead, uh, what this, else we got? This is just from that same that same clip, but this is okay. the moment when he stared at the the ballot, uh, the uh, teleprompter and realized he couldn't read thirst. <laughs> like, look at his face. He was doing that the whole time. Like, ah, shit. Uh. <laughs> but um, we have um, um, the January 6th. Where's Nancy comparison? They're still running uh. with the uh, pape being a, a right wing nut job. Yeah, I mean, that's how desperate they are. The dirty hippie who broke into Pelosi's house is somehow a Trump guy and a threat to democracy. That not the guy who beat up the the poll, the the volunteer for Marco Rubio, and that's not the not the you know guy who shot Steve Scalise or beat up Rand Paul, broke his ribs. He doesn't mention that. He didn't. He's never mentioned the threat to Brett Kavanaugh's life. Mm-hmm. A sitting a sitting Supreme Court justice, they arrest a guy outside his home who admits his intention was to kill Brett Kavanaugh. Nothing from this guy, but some filthy, dirty, drug-addled hippie breaks into and, and assaults Paul Pelosi, and somehow that's he somehow he ties that to January sixth again. It's such a ridiculous stretch. I should be happy. This guy just once again fell flat on his face in front of the country. But it's just so bizarre and infuriating babbling on about a riot that was that happened almost two years ago and trying to tie it to what happened at Pelosi's house. You know, and he did and he went into great detail. But let's listen to take her hostage, to interrogate her, to threaten to break her kneecaps. But she wasn't there. Her husband, my friend, Paul Pelosi, was home alone. The assailant tried to take Paul hostage. He woke him up. He wanted to tie him up. The assailant ended up using a hammer to smash Paul's skull. Thankfully, by the grace of God, Paul survived. All this happened after the assault. And it just, it's hard to even say. It's hard to even say. After the assailant entered the home asking, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Those are the very same words used by the mob when they stormed the United States Capitol on January the 6th, when they broke windows, kicked in the doors, brutally attacked law enforcement, roamed the corridors, hunting for officials, and erected gallows to hang the former vice president, Mike Pence. God, we just... It was an enraged mob. Yeah, sure. They were going to hang Mike Pence. Everyone's buying that. Oh, sure. If they got their hands on the vice president, they were going to string him up, you know, like a horse thief in the old Wild West and uh, hang him high when they hung Clint Eastwood. That's what it's going to be like, hanging Mike Pence. How ridiculous is that? So he's allegedly trying to reach undecided voters, swing voters in, in Ohio and Arizona and Nevada and New Hampshire. And that's what he chooses to do. Babble on about the dirty hippie who assaulted Paul Pelosi and talk about them trying to hang Mike Pence on January 6th. I'm pretty sure everybody, if, if, they're, if January 6th is important to them, they've already made up their minds. This was just so pathetic. I can't, and two, two, two more years of this, of this incoherent old man babbling about January 6th. All right, before we move on, you got anything else that, uh, uh, 
In a, here's what he says, and I don't know if you have it, it doesn't matter. He says, in our bones, we know our democracy as it is at risk. In our bones. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to feel what I feel in my bones right now. I, I just can't do it. I can't, my, in my bones, I don't feel like if, if Don Bolduck wins, our democracy's at risk. Follow up. Someone ask, ask Corinne Jean-Pierre, that moron today. Ask her, what the hell does that mean? In our bones, democracy's at risk. I genuinely, I'm, I'm genuinely at a, genuinely at a loss. I don't know what the hell that means. In our bones, our democracy's at risk because there are election deniers. And there's anything more pathetic than watching mainstream media people. I understand they're 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 frauds. They're pretending to be media people. They're they're political operatives. But they repeat this this nonsense about election deniers just over and over again, hoping it works. I don't even know what it means. I don't know what happens. I don't know what it means in that in our bones, we know our democracy is at risk and nobody will explain it to me, at least of all that buffoon that we heard from yesterday. But all right, anything else with the, that we should, we should play before we move on? Um, you alluded to it earlier, but him um, basically forecasting how long it's going to take. Oh yeah, to this is good. Votes. This is the whole point. This is the whole point of this speech. If it takes a little long to find the vote, I mean, to vote, count the votes, uh, don't get upset uh, because, you know, that's how it's supposed to be. That is not how it's supposed to be. Quite the contrary. And by the way, he brags that the questions were uh, misguided after the 2020 election because there has never been an election with more certainty. That's just a flat out lie. I mean, you could say it was on the level and this is your guy and you're happy the way it turned out. But we had all these COVID measures, you know, COVID measures, the drop boxes and the mail-in balloting that made it more suspect than any other election. Uh, Even if you think everything was done right, there was more opportunity for fraud than ever. There's no, there's, there's absolutely no basis for the claim that it's the most secure election ever. If we had one day, election day, like we used to have paper ballots one day, that would be the most secure election. The, 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 you know, the drive-by voting, the two months of early voting, that raises legit questions. Again, you're not allowed to ask them, but that makes it more dubious than previous elections, period. But anyway, here's the point of the whole thing. Get ready for some, you know, foul play, some hijinks, some questions, and be, and, and be warned, you had better not ask those questions or you're a threat to democracy. Go ahead, play this. We know that more and more ballots are cast in early voting or by mail in America. We know that many states don't start counting those ballots until after the polls close on November 8th. That means in some cases we won't know the winner of the election for a few days, until a few days after the election. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in Mm -hmm. a legal and orderly manner. It's always been important for citizens in democracy to be informed and engaged. Now it's important for citizens to be patient as well. That's how it's supposed to work. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is not how it's supposed to work. I mean, guess, you know, if you have, if you're up to no good, if you have some sinister plan, maybe you want patience. 
That's I've never heard that in my life. I've followed elections for, for a long time. I've never heard someone plea for patience. We need time here. We need time to count the votes and just don't, let's not rush it. Again, in Brazil the other day, they have uh, whatever, 200 plus 220 million people and they announced the results. Uh, of course, you're not allowed to question that election either, either or uh, YouTube and Twitter and Facebook will cancel you, but they announced the winner that night. That's how it used to work in this country. It's it's not a constitutional requirement to have patience and wait for a few days. That is not how it's supposed to work. Just another lie from that, that from the storyteller in chief. All right, let's move on. We got so much to get to before we give you our NFL picks. I want to get to this. <laughs> I want to get to Liz, Liz, Lizzie on Colbert, which is a good story. The Dwayne Wade story is amazing. Uh, and, and you got the whole media blackout. Uh, and we got uh, uh, NBC explaining why voter ID is uh, not racist. It's transphobic. But Don Bolduck, who has, I believe, for the first time taken the lead in the polls. Let me get this up. Uh, the, the, the latest polls. There it is. Thursday, November 3rd. Uh, New Hampshire Senate race. Bolduck versus Hassan. The Daily Wire Trafalgar poll came out today. Today's November 3rd, correct? Yep, this yep. came out today. It is red for the first time. Bolduck plus one. This is depressing, though. I'm looking at this, and I'm, I'm happy. General Bolduck, I saw clips. I saw highlights. Did a damn good job in the debate. Of course, it's he's got the material. When when you're a Democrat, and they, I'll give Hassan credit for one thing. They debated three times. Most of the Democrats are running. This is this is uh, this is something you should keep in mind. I know we're we're moving on from the Biden speech, but when you hear him speak, when you hear his surrogates, Corinne Jean Pierre, Joe Scarborough, uh, the New York Times, when you hear his surrogates, his campaign volunteers speak, talk about election deniers and how they this is a threat to democracy because these people are uh, some cases winning may win. The election deniers, when they were in the primary, the Democrats spent millions to get them uh, elected uh, in the primary and get them on the ballot for the general election. That's how much they hate election deniers. They spent $19 million on Trump supporting uh, America first election deniers, including Don Bolduck. There were 300 election deniers to whom the Democrat Party gave millions and millions of dollars to get them elected and get them on the ballot in the general election. That's how much they hate those people and want to keep them out of office. Well, hopefully, in many cases, it's going to backfire. Like in the case of uh, Don Bolduck, they thought he would be the easier candidate for Hassan to beat. It doesn't look that way now. He's up one. And now I can't even look at this because I'm getting distracted John Fetterman in the latest poll today is up four points, 47 to 43 over Dr. Oz. Oh, he's definitely winning. How is that possible? Fetterman is up uh, in one poll. Then we get another one. The Hill Emerson College poll has Oz up one. This Fox News poll has Fetterman up four. Jesus. Whitmer's up five. Don't tell me that. I'm rooting hard for Tudor Dixon. The hottie who is uh, who is really good, smart, 
great candidate. Obviously, she's taken on the machine in Michigan. Uh, Kathy Hochul up 12. Ugh, God, these people. That's that's okay. If Kathy Hochul wins, I'm going to watch the, the, the New York devolve into a hellscape and all the crime and all the violence and say, that's what you deserve. That's what you voted for. But that'll be great if uh, Bullduck can win and we can have at least somebody in uh, New England who is uh, representing the people and not the Biden regime. But uh, speaking of Tudor Dixon, this is an interesting story, and it brings us to, to Colbert, that fraud, that Colbert, who I don't even remember the last time he made a joke. He's just another political hack. He's an extension of MSNBC or CNN. He's on there with one goal in mind, to help the establishment, to help the powers that be, to help the Biden administration. He had Liz Warren on last night. We'll get to that. But the other night, Tudor Dixon, in a debate, mentioned a father a concerned father who came up to her and said he's been a lifelong Democrat. He's an uh, immigrant from Yemen, a Muslim American. He's switching to Republican Party to her because of the filth that they're teaching in school. And he saw some of the books his kids were reading about everything, you name it, about transgender this and and uh, you know, critical race theory, whatever. He saw some of the books, inappropriate books. He was upset. He told Tudor Dixon he was going to support her. He voted for her. Colbert goes on TV and mocks her, says, you made that all up. He doesn't exist. What do you know? Uh, um, Colbert was dead wrong. <clears throat> the guy actually exists. He uh, and, and Tudor Dixon uh, was telling the truth. His name is Khalil Othman. And he came forward. He's a 41-year-old father of five uh, he's a new Republican. He's supporting Duda Dixon, and they're wondering, they're asking, will Stephen Colbert apologize? Of course he won't apologize. He doesn't care about getting the facts straight. He's there for one reason only, to suck the toes of Democrats. That's what he does. Brings us to last night. Liz Warren goes on. I told you to get some of these cuts because I thought, I, I thought he'd do exactly what he did. He wouldn't ask any tough questions. He wouldn't ask Liz Warren about her obsession with pregnancy crisis centers, trying to criminalize them and shut them down because she's an evil woman who loves abortion and wants more and more abortions. She's pure evil. Or the fact that she lied and uh, took a spot from an actual Native American when she got most of her jobs, including the professorship at Harvard. The fact that she owes lying about her heritage that's, she owes everything to that, her Senate seat, her candidacy, for the, her money. She's made tens of millions of dollars all because she's a liar and she lied about her Native American heritage. I'm going to guess Colbert never got to that. Do I have that right? Yep, you're correct. He never got around to that, just didn't have the time. But he did manage to ask, what do you ask about what her dogs were on Halloween? Yeah. Her dog? Yep. Oh, good. Let me, let me, this is the first time I'm hearing this cut. I heard him talk to her about whatever election deniers, but let's hear her. Let's hear him. Oh no. He, he asked about Elon Musk and she made it clear. She doesn't like billionaires controlling media outlets. You know, she's okay with the Washington post, the Atlantic magazine, the Boston globe, those billionaires, she's cool. It's but real. That's real Kanye West. Cool. That's real Kanye West of her to say something like that. Right. That's true. I mean, she doesn't like the African-American owning a, uh, a social media company. All the other billion of the white guys like 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 John Pizzuti and, and uh, Steve Jobs widow and 
and Jeff Bezos. That's cool. That's okay. But Elon Musk, the hardworking entrepreneurial African-American, Lizzie says, that's a bridge too far. Can't have, I can't have uh, independent mining defenders of free speech owning Twitter. She needs, she wants, demands a rigged game. And that's what she's had up to this point. That's why Musk is such a threat to these people. But let's listen to Colbert go hard at Liz Warren last night. I want to ask you about an important document that was recently released. Um, this photo of your dog, Bailey, dressed up for Halloween. Yes. Can I, can I get an official comment on this costume? Because I see, Jimmy, can you put it back up, please? I see antlers, and I see beard, and I see a wig. Is he Santa as a reindeer? <laughs> Or is he the unholy love child of Kris Kringle and Dasher? What's going on here? He is Sven from Frozen. Oh, my God. Hard-hitting. That is unbelievable. I'll say it again. Right now, outside Penn Station in New York, outside Union Square, Union Station in D.C., there are hookers. There are crack whores with needle marks up and down their arms and open sores and they got high heels and fishnet stockings and cleavage showing and they're, and they're offering hand jobs for, you know, $20. And those people have more professional dignity and pride and self-respect than that whore, Stephen Colbert, you just saw. What a pathetic, uh, sad, sorry excuse for a comedian holding up a picture of Liz Warren's dog. Can you imagine ever doing that to you name it? Ted Cruz, I mean, this is a far left extremist, Liz Warren, an absolute socialist. You got a million questions you can ask and you hold a picture of her dog on Halloween. God, how does Colbert look at himself in the mirror? What a two-bit whore he is. Just embarrassing. Speaking of two-bit whores, uh, let me get to the edge. Uh, let's do the John Kerry story quickly. And then we'll get to Dwayne Wade and NBC and our NFL picks. Uh, I love the story so much. Um, I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. John Kerry. Most people think of him as a narcissist, as a charlatan, as a con man who's just has one grift going. It's this climate change nonsense that, that I mean, yesterday, yesterday, he made a speech and talked about, we need to accelerate the elimination of fossil fuels. We need to get away and, and eliminate them. Every car must be electric sooner rather than later. In the middle of a recession, he's telling people, you got to go out there and buy a $70,000 electric car and, no, and, and, and we're not going to use gas or natural gas ever at all. <laughs> who wants to hear that? I don't care who you are. If you're Greta Thunberg. I don't care if you're the biggest climate change, not if you're a moron like AOC or Ed Markey and that you think this is important. Is this really the time a couple of days before an election, when you're in a recession, when you're heading into a cold, dark winter, wondering if you can afford to pay for heating oil, you have this flim flam man going before the cameras and saying, we need to speed things up and get rid of oil. Why? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I would debate John Kerry one-on-one -on -one today, right here. I'd do it at the Wilbur Theater, one-on-one -on, -one on climate change. I would absolutely, I mean, this is whole life. It's not my whole life, Need but I would do it because he's such a transparent, scheming, lying fraud. 
but we're not here to kill him, to criticize him today. We are here to praise him. This is from uh, Fox News. Special presidential envoy for climate, John Kerry, will take a commercial airline when he travels to Egypt next week for the annual United Nations Climate Summit. Oh, God, is there any creepier collection of people than going to Egypt with the United Nations Climate Summit? Is Prince Charles, King Charles going to be there? Leo DiCaprio? I mean, it's just the world headquarters for hypocrisy is what it is. A State Department spokesperson confirmed to Fox News that Kerry would travel to the high-profile conference in Sharm el-Sheikhi, Egypt, via commercial aircraft rather than the private jet uh, he usually uses. Uh, <laughs> Kerry's international trip will begin with a visit to the UK this week. Uh, and then he'll go to the United Arab Emirates and then head to Egypt for uh, November 6th to lead the U.S. delegation at this climate summit. Been, I mean, the guy's are, you know, like almost 80 years old. He's got millions. He's married into money twice. He's the well, he was the wealthiest Senator because of his uh, wife's uh, first husband's uh, trust fund. I mean, he's a gigolo, a gigolo of the, uh, just a absolute champion gigolo. And he's flying around the world and he's going to sit, I guess, in first class, probably get one of those big reclining beds in first class and go there and talk about how we have to eliminate our lifeblood. The thing that drives just insane, insane. Why, why, why? What are we ever going to be done with these grifters, with these con men babbling on about climate change? You know, John, good. Go to Egypt, but do you have to come back? Do you have to come back? No one wants to hear from the, the, these people. Just not right now. Now is not the time to talk about destroying our U.S. economy. Biden's doing a pretty good job of that these first two years. We don't need. He doesn't need your help. Get 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 lost. Uh, let me get to, uh, oh, by the way, if you want to see the, I mentioned Don Bolduc attack. It's a little sketchy, but go to TB Daily News. You can see it. Uh, it happened exactly at the time Joe Biden was railing about political violence from all, you know, the extreme MAGA crowd. But all right, we got to get to our NFL picks and a few more things. Let me do Shea, uh, and then we'll get to that. We'll get to the, uh, the NBC report on why. <laughs> Why we can't be showing our IDs when we vote, like most of the world. No, no, no. It's transphobic. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shay, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't... A, an expense, this is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade 
your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. I just, uh, let me do this report quickly because it's friggin' hilarious. It is hilarious. It is, I mean, everybody knows there's only one reason to be against voter ID and that is so you can cheat. That is to make it easier to cheat, period. There's no other reason. Uh, we've, every demographic supports voter ID. The, the, the only people against voter ID are virulent racists who think black and brown people aren't smart enough or resourceful enough to get an ID. Everybody else thinks, of course you should show your ID. You show your ID to, you know, cash a check or get a prescription or go to whatever, buy a beer. Of course you should show your ID. Every decent, honest person agrees. And I think we got past the whole racist thing because, you know, even, you know, black and brown people said, sure, I can show an ID, no problem. And we have record early voting, even though you got to show IDs in most places. But NBC's not done, not done fighting for the cause of voter fraud. That's what they're there for, to, to help Democrats cheat. That's what their goal is. So we got this uh, show on NBC. I don't even know who these people are. Uh, I think it's their streaming service. But they've come up with another reason that voter ID is is wrong, that you shouldn't be required, you know, like the president was last week when he voted in Delaware, like to bring out your driver's license. You know, before he put the sticker on his granddaughter's chest, that mm. was such an exciting moment for Joe Biden. Uh, but listen to this report from NBC on why we shouldn't be checking IDs at the voting booth. Go ahead. Good to see you. And as Gen Z gears up to hit the polls, transgender voters are concerned they might be blocked from casting their ballots. Yeah, that's because a growing number of states are enforcing stricter voter identification laws that disproportionately impact the community. NBC Out reporter Joe Yurkeba joins us now with more on this. Joe, good morning to you. So first of all, how can voter ID laws create obstacles for transgender people? And where do we see some of the strictest voter ID laws? Sure, yeah. So voter ID laws disproportionately impact trans people because trans people are more likely to have IDs without the name uh, that they go by and the gender marker that reflects how they present. And recent research shows that just over 200,000 eligible trans voters in uh, 31 states that both conduct their elections mostly in person and require or request ID at the polls don't have IDs that reflect their gender identities and the names they go by. Um, and, you know, the states that have the strictest voter ID laws are mostly concentrated in the South and Midwest. So you're, you know, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Kansas. So voters there are going to be. That's my dead name. (laughs) So what? If you don't officially legally change your name, then you have an ID and that's how you register, right? Mm -hmm. If you legally change your name, then you have an ID with the new name. And secondly, who cares? Who cares? This is the rule. You don't like it, you know, then fix it that the rule is show your ID to vote. Unfortunately, you cut that report off before they introduce us to the hundreds and hundreds of transgender people who've been denied the right to vote. Oh yeah. yeah, We get their names, their faces, their ID, everything. Right. Right. Every, every single one. See, I, I know these aren't real journalists and these people are just clowns. But wouldn't the requirement, one requirement, the most vital component of this report, wouldn't that be, let's give the viewers an example of a transgender voter who couldn't vote because his ID didn't match his whatever, his identity, his personality, his, his fetish, whatever. 
give an example. Then you introduce, here he is. This is uh, whatever the trans person, Pat. Pat, tell us what happened when you tried to vote. Yeah, my ID didn't match my identity and they denied me. That's essential for this report to be legitimate. It didn't happen. It doesn't happen. You know why? Because they don't have one example, not one. Just like the previous uh, crowd that were were against um, voter ID because it was racist. They never give you an example of anyone being denied the right to vote because it's all bull. It's all crap. They know it. Imagine doing that. Imagine putting that report on the air and thinking you're a journalist. Yeah. Oh, these poor transgender folks. And then we go to their transgender correspondent. That's like one tenth of one percent of the population. And you're talking to whom? Who are you talking to when you do a report like that? All right. Oh, enough of that. Enough of that. Um, Dwayne get, Wade. We got to do Dwayne Wade quickly. Uh, speaking of uh, transgender, this story is amazing. Oh, look at this. This story's on NBC I got in front of me. I'm just going to guess I didn't watch every news program. I wasn't watching, you know, all the cable news uh, last night, but I'm going to guess most of them gave this story a good leaving alone. There wasn't a lot of time spent on this, but uh, I'll just give you the essentials. The ex-wife of former NBA star Dwayne Wade alleged in a court filing that he is trying to make money off their transgender daughter Zaya's name and gender change. Wade filed a petition uh, petition with the L.A. County Superior Court to legally change 15-year-old Zaya's name. At the time, he stated he notified his ex-wife, Chauvin Funchess Wade, as a courtesy. But in court documents, Funchess Wade said her ex-husband did not try to contact or confer with her regarding Zaya's name change and transition. As a result, Funchess Wade argued uh, Dwayne Wade violated their custody agreement and asked the Los Angeles court to reject the name change petition. But here's the best part. Uh, Wade made $200 million in his NBA career. She argued that he may be pressuring our child to move forward with the name and gender change in order to capitalize on the financial opportunities that he has received from companies as a result of Zaya coming out, according to court documents. She quotes him uh, as saying that he can, uh, that they can make money. She, uh, yeah, I heard uh, lopped off penises make a lot on the black market. So he's probably banking on that. Yeah, they're, they're so marginalized that this boy is pretending to be a girl and his father wants him to go through with surgery. The mother's asking for him Zaya to wait till she's he's 18. Just wait till you're 18. And Dwayne Wade wants to speed up the process because according to her, the ex-wife, he thinks uh, Funches White, Funches Wade said Dwayne Wade told her he intended to make their child, quote, very famous due to the name and gender issue and inform, informed her that there would be, quote, endorsements and contracts associated therewith. She accuses him of saying, we can make some real money. And you know what? When you watch what happened with Dylan, what was it? Dylan Mulvaney, who's making millions of makeup companies and fashion companies, who's been a woman, a woman for 200 days. Uh, would it surprise you that Twain Wade says that Zaya, who's kind of famous, a famous transgender person, 
could really capitalize on this wouldn't surprise me at all. I believe his ex-wife, Dwayne Wade, is a sleaze. Well, the uh, quote it, famous people that that uh, um, transgender, I guess, I don't know, transform, transition. whatever it is, they never make it. Like Ellen Page, Ethan Page, whatever. Uh, you don't hear about that person anymore, but it's always oh, you, will. you will. She's laying low, but you're scared about Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, it's Not lucrative. Really. I mean, read up on Dylan Mulvaney. The guy's been pretending to be a girl for two uh, for six months, right? And he's making millions. He's got millions of followers. He's went to the White House and sat down with the president. Zaya is a lot more famous than you know Dwayne Wade's other kids because Zaya is a famous transgender individual and Dwayne Wade's like let's take advantage of this while the iron's hot man but all right speaking of uh, the iron hot do we have uh, Montante waiting for us there he is the man who is making the money if you're listening to him uh just let me check here it's uh it's early in the morning but that never stopped him before do you have a uh, red bull and vodka going today no, we're at work, so it's we're hiding it. This is straight vodka. If you missed it, I did Montante's podcast the other day. I was on for like an hour, but it wasn't enough. He wanted me for like like three hours. It was, I mean, you were he was lonely or something. And it was eleven a.m. and Montante's eleven thirty. I thought it was a Bloody Mary, but it was a Red Bull and vodka. Finish that and starts cracking Budweisers. It was before right. noon. And then your jets went out and just broke your heart again. So that's why I'm drinking. But listen, in regards to the Dwayne Wade conversation, don't you feel bad for Magic John, you know, Magic Johnson's son for being a decade or two too soon? That's true. That's true. He's and he doesn't look like the model material. He's a little uh, a, a little chubby. He's little built chubby. like Lizzo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe he is marketable. That's a good point. He was well ahead of his time. Dwayne Wade's son. Is uh, he's looking at Dylan Mulvaney and say, "I gotta get, I gotta get me a makeup contract or a fashion contract to make some money here." Uh, but anyway, quick question before we get to our picks. What'd you freeze? Is he gone? <laughs> uh, last Sunday, that uh, Zach Wilson was really going to be your franchise quarterback. Did you think? That he was going to be one of those hot young studs, those Josh Allen, you know, uh, the Patrick Mahomes types of, or Justin Herbert types who was going to be there for 10, 12 years. Because I hate to break it to you, but he sucks. Okay, Jerry. So I've been watching football uh, for 30 years now. Came out the room watching football. The problem he has is an easy problem to fix. He always tries to make too much happen. Once he learns and gets that through his head that sometimes little losses are bigger than uh, trying to make plays happen to turn into big losses, he'll be okay. He's got the arm of a, of a god. Okay? He's a good-looking never, kid. He'll, he'll, be all right. seen, he'll be all right. I've never seen an NFL quarterback who didn't know how to throw the ball away. He, he, he He's so bad. He thinks he gains points for being close to the sideline when he throws it out. You know, he's throwing it away. It says, I'm going to keep it close to the sideline. Like that counts for something. He threw two picks on throwaways. Yeah. He, I don't think he made one good throw when he left the pocket. When he gets outside no. the pocket, he's terrible. Absolutely terrible. I don't think he has the brains. He doesn't have the instincts to be a good NFL quarterback. I hate that. Yeah, I know you won four in a row and you were feeling good. I hate to break it to you, but your franchise quarterback absolutely stinks. Anyway. Yeah, listen, we're, we're, in, that, we're in that together because Mac, Mac Jones and, and the Zappy kid both suck too. So we're in the same boat here. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I'll say this Mac Jones doesn't look great, but he looks a hell of a lot better than Zach Wilson. Anyway, 
This one, let's start with tonight, as usual, unless you want to boast and brag about the standings, because you are rolling. Yeah, well, listen, let's give credit to where it's due with Craig. Craig is two and two, two of his last three weeks, so he's red hot as well. So <laughs> I'm officially not making anyone money. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, you ruined the good thing you had going. Iron Ed shows up the other morning, and usually I'm trying to prepare for a show and find you know things to talk about. And he's like, I hit it big last night. I I'm did. Like, what? On the Celtics. It wasn't an NFL game, so I'm like, what did you hit big? I, I parlay on, what was it, the Celtics game? Yeah. Celtics, yeah. Yeah, almost a grand. Yeah. You, you know what? I saw that he sent me the screenshot. But you know what I was listening? Speaking of the other day, I, I tuned into the Callahan show, and I didn't know what I was listening to because I heard – I heard this this Halloween music, and then I didn't hear the booming voice that introduced the show. So what the fuck is this? What am I listening to? You know, I thought this was a professional operation. It's, it's a make-a-wish thing. I'm letting him pretend to be a producer because, you know, it's his dream. It's, you know, you, 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 you try to get through it. But... Yeah. All right, today, tonight, on freaking Amazon Prime. All right, quick prediction off the, off, off the topic here a little bit. Who wins the ratings tonight? NFL, which is a terrible game, or the World Series? World and Series by far. No. Well, plus Amazon Prime, you can't can't. Uh, yeah. They have no chance on uh, World World Series. Yeah, World Series will will win by a, a heavy margin. The you baseball think? can't get anything right. They get a no hitter in the World Series, and all you see is criticism from people saying, "Why? Why did you yank the pitcher? Why do you need four pitches? What happened to the good old days when pitchers stayed in games when they had no hitters going?" Uh, but anyway, Philadelphia at Houston. Has there ever been a road fourteen point favorite in the history of the NFL? No, but I'm taking it. I'm taking that's so many points. Okay, it's jumping all over it. Philadelphia is at Houston. Uh, Philadelphia's only given up 20 points twice this season, and they're playing the lowly Texans, and they're two touchdown favorites. I'm curious what uh, what Montante is going to do here. I know he studied the numbers. So, that, so Craig, you're on Houston plus 14? Uh, no, I'm on Philly minus 14. Oh, oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. So many yeah, points, I, I have feel, to take it. I have I have stats here that make me feel great, but what you just said uh, outweighs all of them. Um, so I'm on Houston <laughs> plus 14. Uh, Philly, I remember and I gave them out to go to the Super Bowl versus Buffalo. You guys looked at me, but I know what I'm talking about. Um Short week, Houston's bad. The trade deadline just passed, so everybody on that team hoping to get out of Houston. Bad news, you're stuck there, so you might as well play hard. Um, plus 14 is too many points. And, Jerry, I know you love these stats that don't really mean anything to you, but I like them because, like I said, teams have souls. Texans, this one's confusing. Texans are 5-2 and two against the spread the last seven games against away teams with a winning record. Follow that one. Good luck. Uh, this one's a little easier. Eagles are one. No, I go one more for you. This one's easier. Eagles are one and four against the spread the last five road games. So give me the points. Plus 14. I, I'm taking the points too. I'm taking the home team. Uh, and uh, that's, that's true. Philadelphia. Man, to be a Philadelphia fan tonight, your, your undefeated Eagles are on Thursday night football and your uh, Phillies uh, just got no hit are on head-to-head. Uh, uh, -head. Interesting. Anyway, uh, next game, Indianapolis at New England. New England minus five. Uh, Indianapolis is scoring 10 points a game on the road, and they suck. I, I don't even care what the record. I don't care who's playing quarterback. They just, they're just, I, I, I think the Colts, one of those teams, one of those loser franchises, loser teams. I am taking the Patriots again, minus five. Point five, minus five and a half. A little hook there. 
Uh, okay, I'm going with yours. Five and a half. Yeah, I'm going with Indy. Uh, I don't know why. Oh, I'm just man. staring at it, and I don't like it, so I'm going to go with Indy. I'm going against my guts now, so I'm, I'm going four and oh. Craig, that's a good, that's one of your winners right there. Um, it's going to be an ugly, low-scoring game. I'm not giving out the under because we don't do that, and I follow the format, and I respect the format. But uh, I think this game is going to be under 28 points. Anytime that's the case, give me the team getting points, five and a half. I don't know how Sam Ellinger is going to cover this number. I'm not exactly sure. This might be a six to two with a safety stinker, one of the worst games you'll see <laughs> in the season. But I'll take the five and a half. It's a little too much in Foxborough. Uh, I think Belichick is going to devour Sam. Poor Sam Ellinger. Next, Minnesota, the game everyone's talking about. Minnesota at Washington. <laughs> Another loser friend. I can't look at the commanders, even though they've won three straight. Minnesota's won five straight. Boy, they are quietly uh, top of the uh, power rankings, the Vikings are. Um, I'm, I'm going with the uh, with the road uh, favorite again, Minnesota minus three and a half. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Three and a half. Yep, they got the hook on there. All right, I'm yeah, and, and I'm with you. I'm with you uh, big time on that. The Redskins are 21st against uh, the Rush. Whoa. And Dalvin, Dalvin whoa, Cook is a monster. Whoa. Watch um, your mouth. And the other thing here, Washington fans don't care about this game. They just won the Super Bowl in their eyes. Uh, that scumbag Daniel Snyder is finally going to sell the team. So they don't care what happens. They could lose 100 to nothing. They're already on top of the world. Uh, give me Minnesota over the skins, three and a half. Uh, I think it'll double double-digit game when it's all said and done. I'm also going Minnesota, so uh, take that high <laughs> it just ruins it. Anyway, Baltimore <laughs> minus two and a half. Another road favorite. Baltimore minus two and a half at New Orleans. Ravens are rested up uh, from their last game when they destroyed Tampa. I believe they ran for 200-something yards against Tampa. Uh, New Orleans crushed Vegas. We all got that one wrong. Yes, the other day. A little bit. Here's one for you. Here's one for you, uh, uh, Montate. Lamar Jackson. Is thirteen and one versus NFC teams. I love that stat. There you it's go. A great stat. Oh, there here's you one go. For there you. you go, Jerry. I got Give another. another one. I got another one for you, Montante. I got another Give one. Give me a third after this. Andy Dalton, six and nineteen in primetime games. <laughs> yeah, you you can't you can't trust anybody. Uh, you know, with red hair. That's that's my rule, Jerry. So whether it's Craig or Andy Dalton, uh, have, I'm staying far away. I have blonde hair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm sure, no, but that's a good stat. Told, so, even though they kicked ass against Vegas, uh, I'm, I'm taking the road favorite again in Baltimore. How about you, Ironhead? I'm going with uh, Baltimore by 20. This is going to be a blowout. Uh, oh, no. Book it. Book it. Book it. 4-0 and this gonna, week. 4-0 and this week. Montante. Well, you, you, well, you're not going to get a chance to make up any ground over us because you're picking the same teams. I'm, I'm literally already if, if cemented this, in third this, place. If this was Little League, the, the mercy rule would have been you know, four innings ago. Right. Okay? We'd, be, we'd be enjoying ice cream, uh, uh, you know, with a pathetic right fielder, which Craig would be in the situation. I'm trying, I'm uh, trying to get to 500 by the end of the I year. I don't love this. I don't love this. I'm also on Baltimore, minus two and a half. Um, I've been wrong on New Orleans. They've been kind of, you know, kicking the shit. Of the, every time I fade them, they, they absolutely kill somebody. But yes, Lamar do. Jackson, um, just in New Orleans, prime time, Monday night football. So that way you can't complain about a four o'clock game. that no one cares about Jerry. You'll have a little, little something to watch on Monday night. I think Lamar Jackson gets it done. And that number two and a half is great. So give me, I, is, I don't uh, like the roll on it, but I, I feel pretty good about it. That's, that's Monday night. That's Monday night football in the Superdome. 
Well, you know what? That's going to be election eve. That's going to be. I'm going to be watching the pregame shows for uh, you know for the big uh, <laughs> big red wave coming. I'm pretty excited about that. But this isn't a bad uh, slate of games either. You'll be watching how, a lot. How's How's Fetterman going to win? He's going to win. <laughs> you know what? Ironhead made a good point. Just for entertainment purposes, maybe it, maybe it's okay. But I'm looking at the latest poll. One of the latest polls out today, Fox News, has Fetterman 47, Oz 43. I mean, I, I thought beautiful. Massachusetts Democrats were bad. This is amazing that people in Pennsylvania are not only voting for a guy with brain damage, voting for a guy who wants to free convicted murderers, who wants to legalize heroin, wants to uh, shut, shut down up. fracking, destroy the economy. I mean, he's just, even if he didn't have brain damage, he's a terrible candidate, but he, he can't think, he can't speak. And, and, and his they defense still for him. on fracking, I think he said, I support fracking, I don't support fracking, I support fracking, I don't support fracking. Right. And then looked at the yeah. camera. And you know what I didn't get about the debate? No one called him, no, Oz, if you're Oz, but... Can, can you have him repeat that? Like, I don't care if he has a stroke. If you sound, I agree. If you sound I, that stupid, can you can you get can we just give a thumbs up or thumbs down? Do you support fracking? I don't care if you're brain dead. Can you see, make see, one single point? I agree with you, but uh, I think Oz was they drilled it into his head that you couldn't appear to be bullying him or exploiting his condition. You had to just let him you know drown. So he could you imagine jumped. Trump? Right. I said I said that the Trump next day. Said, that would Trump. Oh my God. He would have been like, what the hell did you just say? Can you oh he'd have been killing him. And then the media would have done their job and gone in there to protect the Democrat and accused hell they accused Oz of bullying him and he did no such thing. The the view the, the broads on the view were screaming about how the <laughs> doctor could billy uh, bully this poor uh, patient, uh, this, this with brain damage. And I'm saying bully him. He did not the exact opposite. He never jumped on him. He never mentioned his physical condition. Yeah. He handled him with kid gloves and you could tell his ratchet wife from uh, Newark, actually where I am right now is He's obviously behind his Twitter. She tweets like such a little kid. They use the 100 emojis, fire emojis. They shut the fuck up. They're, they're <laughs> such a joke. There's such a joke. That shows what you must be about. inundated. You must be inundated with Fetterman and Oz ads down she, there. She's got a cauldron, dude, full of spells and curses. She's full of them. She's, yeah, she's, she's, she was an illegal alien. And by the way, she's a proud bisexual. How can you be married to someone and be bisexual? Doesn't that well, put of, it this way, Jerry? If you're married, if you're married to that, you might have to be in something else as well. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's going to get it done sexually for pretty much anybody. Well, now she can <laughs> just kind of. You don't think the net the, that lump can probably make shit happen now? <laughs> that, oh. that lump is going to go to, uh, to DC she, for six I, years. I heard she rides the lump like today. a Sibian. He's peaked. <laughs> I heard a doctor say this on TV. He said he's as good as he's going to get. That's it. the first six months are the key, and after that, you kind of just hope to stabilize. That's him for for the rest of his for the next six years. That's the guy who's going to be in the Senate, which. As Iron had said, just for entertainment purposes, maybe we should root for that. But does he walk around the Senate in his uh, basketball shorts and his flip flops and a sweatshirt? I don't know. He, he he says he claims he has he owns one suit. You know, he's such a a regular guy, oh. such a working class yeah, guy. Yeah, well, when you don't have to go on job interviews, they don't really need nice clothes. Yeah. And we stay well, in mommy and daddy's does. basement and eat fucking cheese doodles till three a.m. That's what uh <laughs> that's what you can do. But thank you guys uh, for having on, and hopefully have a good week. All right, see you, Montante. Thanks. Uh, well, I didn't even get the standings, but he's he's kicking our ass. He's running away with it. But then again, that's his life. You know, he's that's his uh, top priority: gambling and drinking, and and so far winning. Uh, but good luck to him tonight, Philly <laughs> at Houston. I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. I'm uh, going to devote three hours to this one. 
<laughs> yeah, Nick. Is it Nick on Long Island? So yeah. Just wait till Fetterman chases down Obama with a shotgun. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's. Can you imagine if the, if Oz had chased down a black jogger with a shotgun? Okay, no it would be the only issue that New York Times and all the Philadelphia Inquirer. That's that would be the only thing they ever wrote about. But anyway, uh, we will leave it there for today. Uh, anything else, Ironhead? We, I think we, t- I think we got to all of it. We got to all of it. Uh, I think thanks to everyone for uh, watching and listening, and thanks to all those commenters uh, who were uh, chiming in and uh, giving their reviews of the president's bizarre speech last. I think we're done with Biden until election day, which is too bad. He is such a disaster for the Democrats. They, they're, they're telling him right now. Go to the beach. You know, well, it's going to be a nice weekend. You can maybe you can buy, take take go. You know, make a sand castle. We'll get some ice cream. You know, maybe we'll uh, we'll uh, do a little boogie boarding, and then we'll go to bed early. And before you know it, it'll be election day, and you'll be completely emasculated. You will be the lamest of lame ducks by Tuesday evening if they count the votes promptly. But that's a big if. Anyway, that'll do it for today. Tomorrow we will be back. I think tomorrow we will be back on locals only and uh, we'll be back Monday and Tuesday, election day. We got all your coverage. You don't need to even watch any of those cable shows. We get it all right here on the Callahan Show. Thanks to you, Ironhead. We will uh, talk to you tomorrow. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show. Tomorrow, don't forget, 10 a.m. only on locals. Sign up, check it out. Callahan.locals.com Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.